from Beyond the Adoram Holomai, I'm Lana Locke, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. When I turned eight, I wrote my very first memoir. It was about 10 pages. I brought it to school and tried to charge my friends three credits to buy a copy. I was quite the saleswoman and used big words I didn't understand to convince them it would one day become the most popular holodrama in all the galaxy. I found the memoir recently, and while there are hints of a writer between the lines, I chuckle at the innocent optimism I had as a kid. I truly believed what I had written was worthy of critical acclaim. I will say, I am thankful that as a child, I had an unwavering belief in my abilities and a total unawareness for how the galaxy actually worked. It allowed me to keep writing to get to where I am today. Will I ever write a proper memoir? I'd like to. Do I question if I've lived a life worthy of such an undertaking? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong, I'm fully aware that I've been blessed with a great life. To travel across the galaxy, to tell stories for a living, is a pretty spectacular responsibility. Much has happened to me in my travels. Many ups and downs, even a near-death experience here and there. But when I think about those who write memoirs, I think of those who have something great to say about their experiences. That's why I prefer to share others' stories. In them, I find meaning. I find purpose. And I find the lessons that teach us how to be better beings of the galaxy. For Rhee Wen, however, publishing a memoir was about more than having something to say. It was her entire reason for existing. About a year ago, I traveled to Vrothia to cover Herity's Great Challenge, a dangerous race across multiple environments on the Midrim world. Before the competition, I wandered through the stalls and happened upon an artisan merchant who had turned old data pads into decorative artwork. I picked up one which had been painted to depict the Vrothian horizon line, and suddenly it turned on, surprising the shopkeeper. How could the data pad still have battery? The one and only surviving file on the data pad was a conquering of self the story of Rhi Wen. So I did as any sane person would do. I purchased the data pad, made my way to the local diner, and read. Here is the only completed chapter of Rhi's memoir, The Introduction. Your earliest memories are of the racetrack. You remember the invisible electricity in the air conjured by the unanimous excitement of every individual in the crowd. You smell the choopy skewers and the tanzer buns. You feel the sun browning your dark skin. You hear the chattering of citizens making bribes, telling stories of past races, predicting who would finish and who would not. You can't help but let out a shout of joy, losing yourself in the rush of emotions caused by that thrilling day. But you quickly remember that no emotion your young self experiences what she is feeling. Because this day is her. 
per day. And when that cannon goes off, you'll forget all about the skewers, the sun, the conversations. All you'll think about is her, racing to the end. Your mother, racing toward victory. Herody's Great Challenge is notorious for being the most dangerous competition on Vrothio. But you, on the other hand, are unable to comprehend the seriousness of the race. You never question whether or not she will finish because mothers don't fail. She hadn't failed you yet, and you know she never will. So here you are, in the stadium, on the day of Herodi's challenge, tucked into your aunt's lap, eyes zeroed in on the large hollow screens overhead. The cam droid floats down the line, capturing the expressions of each runner. The way they stretch lean muscles and whisper words of encouragement to themselves, finding a way to steady their nerves before the competition begins. You lean forward in your seat, wide-eyed. This is the most magical moment of the whole race. When the announcer calls out for the competitors to stand at their marks, the crowd falls silent in a united hush as if each and every single being in the stadium were under a trance. The trance of the race. It steals the breath of every single viewer. You are frozen, your aunt frozen, the weak way to your right and the Ithorian to your left, both frozen. United in this single moment, until... The cannon fires into the blue sky, disappearing into the sunlight, Cheers explode as the trance is lifted, and you are allowed the freedom of expression. The racers take off. You've kept your eye on your mother, so you watch as she sprints ahead. A few moments pass as she finds her pace, finds her wings, and then she flies. The competition on average lasts about four hours and consists of three different environments. The desert is up first a dry stretch across a flat terrain into a rocky canyon, which is followed closely by the Icelands, a steep mountain covered in deep snow. This is the first of three tests. The first environment has been made to test the strength of the body. The second environment, the maze, tests the mind. A competitor could lead the pack through the desert and the Icelands, but one wrong turn in the maze and they would end up lost. It could cost them everything. Competitors had to use their minds to make it out of the maze and continue to the third environment, the cave. While the cam droids travel through every single twist and turn of the race with the competitors, they do not enter the cave. Instead, the runners face the cave by themselves. No one except the runners know what is in the cave. And even then, each runner has a different experience. The cave was enchanted by Herody thousands of years ago to test the heart of her competitors. And so all that is known is those who enter the cave face their worst fears alone. You asked your mother what she would face inside the cave. Instead of answering you, she smiled and said, if you don't look, they're not there. But wasn't it terrifying to do it alone? You responded. She shook her head and held you close. Nothing was terrifying with you cheering her on. Her words made you feel important, needed. That you too could one day conquer all just as she would during the race. 
That's what Herodes' Great Challenge was created for. It isn't about proving to the whole world that you are the greatest athlete of all time, hence why there are no winners, but rather to give Rothians the chance to conquer the three. Body, mind, and heart. On Rothio, it is believed that to bless her people with the gift of life, Herody loaned them a piece of her body, mind, and heart. But because the three were borrowed, it was up to the people to conquer the three, to make them their own. The way you did that was by facing three tests of the body, mind, and heart. Great challenges that once accomplished would elevate you to true autonomy. If you failed, then your life would return to Herody when you died, and you would have to continue living lives until one day you conquered the three. Then, Herody would free you to live in peace in the infinite fields. Though Herody's great challenge was one way to conquer all three, it was far from the only way. There are different paths you could take, and each had their own tests to pass in order to achieve autonomy. Herodes' test determined the path you would take. Your mother's path was to undergo Herodes' great challenge. But what would yours be? You want to be like your mother, to conquer your body, mind, and heart. But you know the test will never send you down the same path as her. And for this, you are thankful. Not everyone has the strength, or frankly, the nerve, to tackle the challenge. You don't have either, and so, Herody most definitely would send you down a different path. But which one? On your 19th day of gifting, you will find out. When the day arrives, you wake up with the sun, stomach tight with nerves. Friends older than you have already started down their paths, but because you are the youngest of all the children born in your year, you are the last one to take Herodes' test. You are the only one making your way to Herodes' temple that morning. The only one sliding into your seat. The only one in the room handed a data pad. In those moments before the test begins, you imagine what it must have been like to be your mother sitting in this exact room all those years ago. How she must have felt knowing this was the most important moment in her entire life. You take comfort in knowing that she did it, that the exam sent her down the correct path, and so would it for you. You press begin. It's been 10 years since the day you started down your path to conquering the three. As you write these words, you reflect on all you've accomplished so far. You've conquered the body, you've conquered the mind, but this, this memoir in your hands, this is the evidence that you will have conquered the heart, the evidence that Herody has given you true autonomy. This book you've written is about your journey. This book you've published, the book a random stranger on Rothio or some faraway coral worlder reads. This book, your book, is your entire purpose for being. You hope those who read it will find the strength you found in climbing to the top of the Bisther Mount as you learned to conquer your body. You desire that those who read it will find the knowledge you discovered in your pilgrimage to the ancient ruins of Arel as you conquered your mind. You hope those who read it will find the peace you found in finishing this book and sharing it with others, in conquering your heart. Their race may just be beginning, but you've been through the cave. 
you've survived your fears. And may this memoir bear witness to the fears in the cave and prove that they aren't so scary after all. The memoir was never finished. I tracked down Ree's daughter and asked why the memoir had never been published. She told me Ree abandoned the project a year into writing it. Her mother passed away and Ree never recovered from the loss. She went on to work at Vrothia's Droid Depot to support her family, but she never touched the memoir again. Years later, a merchant named Selfie came knocking. He was an artisan looking for data pads for his next project. Ree sold the one with her memoir to Selfie. He was thrilled as it was the final piece needed in conquering his three. And so he took the data pad and got to work. And now it is in my possession. Publishing the memoir had been the final step in re-conquering her heart. But she didn't publish it. So I wonder, did she succeed? Would Harity give her the freedom of autonomy she worked so hard for? Or, as Ferathian tradition dictated, would she be reborn into another body, forced to start the process all over again? Only Harity knows the truth. But here's what I know. I know the cycle of life is strange and ever-changing. I don't attempt to understand it. I merely observe and tell the stories within the cycle. Rewin may never have conquered the three, but she did help Selfie conquer his three. It makes me wonder, what if that was her true purpose for being? What if it wasn't in publishing the memoir, but in giving it to another who needed it, in conquering his three, that she succeeded in conquering her three? What if this act of surrender, of giving up what she thought would be the ticket to her autonomy, was the very thing that granted her freedom? I have to believe everything happens for a reason, no matter how dark or devastating. Maybe we don't know the greater story of our galaxy, but maybe someone out there does. And maybe our sorrow and our pain allow us to help another fulfill their true purpose. It saddens me that some are destined to live tragic lives, but I hope they I hope you, Re, I hope you take comfort in knowing that you have meaning. You are a gift, and may your memoir remind us that we too have our own great purposes in this universe. Thanks for joining me, Lonis Locke, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Adoram Holomag production bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.